Previously on that Cthulhu John. Underneath the statue, you see what looks like a little notebook. I love stealing books. I'm taking it. One of the dirt walls give way. It looks like a skull comes out of the wall. Is it the wall that the mushrooms are growing on? They're body mushrooms. Walter, coming towards you, you see a white hot outline of a person as it comes towards you at an inhuman speed. Inside of it is Yuki. She is going to swing at you with this fiery aura. Walter, you have a major wound. You got burned really bad by this. He's probably doing his best to like stop, drop, and roll. The back door opens and Thompson and Heather come out of it. Ma'am, stand down. You see a spin kick come around. I hit her with the trash can. She cocks the hammer back, takes aim. You shoot her with this derringer. You see her fall. The fire dimmed and went away. You, you monster. You see what looks like some sort of really long snake going down the alleyway away from you guys. Looks like a suit of skin is on the ground now. I'm gonna run after the snake. Take the knife out of my pocket. Gut this thing. You hear a scream and it sounds like a woman's scream. Thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 49. We are a real play Call of Cthulhu podcast. I am George, your keeper of arcane lore. And with me are my friends and investigators, Chad. Hello, and welcome to another episode of that Cthulhu John. Chuck. Yeah. And Jenny. Hi. When we last left off here, there was a rumble behind Flowers by Yuki with Yuki herself. Walter got kicked in the chest and burned up pretty bad, even caught fire a little bit. Thompson also got back slapped by a searing, fiery hand uh, coming off of Yuki's aura. She was burning like a thousand suns. Yes. She is White like hot. a G-Milfs. So she... <laughs> hot. She did have a hot voice. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so... <laughs> After battling her for a little bit, Walter took the uh, killing blow, so to speak, and shot her with the Derringer, causing her flame aura to die out, and she collapsed on the ground. Trusty Pearl coming through once again. (laughs) And then he saw a snake get away from where she was laying, then discovered that the body of Yuki was nothing but a skin husk. Hmm. Quite, quite creepy and gross. So um, gross. Particularly the part where the snake screamed like Yuki. <laughs> yeah, so... That definitely freaked Walter out. Thompson did track down and catch the snake. Then he tased it and cut it open. When he cut it open, it sounded like a woman was screaming. Mm-hmm. Tase it and cut it open. That's what you do with a snake. It's the safest way. <laughs> snake detectiving. Just keep his head in the sewer. Did you guys take anything from this scene? We did. We went back to the car, came back around, and I put the snake in the trunk. Walter took the skins. And then Walter flopped the skin in front of me. He tried to give it to me. I didn't want to touch it. Yeah, he like rolled it up like a rug and put it in the trunk. That's really gross. And then I stole a book and... Oh, yes. A mushroom. A little notebook. And a mushroom, yeah. Heather, as you look down at the mushroom that you took, you see the blue glow of it start to die. Okay. Because it's not attached to the bones anymore? I just show the guys. Put it in their face. Put it on the skin. Or on the snake. Guys, look, the light's going out. What does that mean? Uh, Heather, give me a natural world roll. Okay. Never been much of a botanist. Walter's like, what's that? Another question for your science friends. 17. I'd imagine we're driving. Um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to use 7. It's okay. not that much since I don't have anything in it, and then I get to check it. Yeah, that's true. 
All right, so Heather, you know that sometimes mushrooms, when they grow, um, they're part of a whole connected network of fungus. And think maybe disconnecting this from that network is what may have caused the blue light in it to fade. It's like a fungus internet. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Server yeah. room. It's way ahead of its times. Yeah. The Ophidian's got some uh, biomechanical computers. It's great. <laughs> It'd be neat. Walter, maybe one of your friends could, like, that aren't shady can look at this in, like, a microscope or something. Walter, uh, he actually takes your hand if you're still holding it out, and he says, uh, Heather, um, there's something I gotta tell you. And, uh, kind of clears his throat. He says, I know how much he means to you. Um, Detective Thompson here, uh, told me that the Ophidians got to Lenny. He's, uh, he's dead, I'm afraid. No, he's not. What do you mean? Like, did you, did you see him? Uh, there's, uh, there's a recording. And I urge you not to listen to it, but it's him, and we listen to it. It's true. If it's to be believed what we heard, he's definitely no more. Well, no. Who, who, how? Mm-mm. It was nope. the police start, chief. You yeah. start crying, Heather? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My stomach is flipping right now. I kind of glance <laughs> over and say, um... I'll uh, likely know more tomorrow, but uh, as far as we know, they got him. The hospital just about confirmed it. Uh, I have to wait for them to process to go and see it for myself. So uh, I wouldn't get hopes up. We gotta kill them. We gotta kill all of these snakes. They're just like crying and going nuts. Walter says, uh, I'm really sorry. I I know... I know he meant a lot to you. and You see probably uh, Walter's eyes moisten a bit. He might not be crying. Didn't really know him that well, but it's mm. definitely a sad moment for him as well. Am I in the backseat? I'm assuming that Walter has shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a the glass, the plastic separator? Is it that kind of... Are we in a cop car? No, no, we're not in a cop car. Okay, I'm just like holding on to Walter and like crying. Like his shoulders from the back. We could just go on from here. We could just okay. <laughs> All right. So Heather's a mess right now. You guys wind up leaving sometime not too uh, long after eleven o'clock, um, and we're gonna say that your trip back to Philly uh, takes about forty-five minutes. We'll say you're you're approaching midnight. Wait, actually, before we get too far as to cross uh-huh. state lines, uh, Walter thinks, hey, uh, I wonder, is it worth uh, taking, around, taking a look around the neighborhood to see if my car is anywhere around? Sure. Um, oh, yeah, she said she put it in a ditch. Hmm. Didn't she say... Because she told me, didn't she say she, like, hit it? I'm just trying to remember Give an education roll. I remember, but Walter wasn't there, so... (laughs) Education's to remember. That's, like, really good, but I wish it kind of wasn't waste two. You? Yeah. Wow, okay. So, yeah. (laughs) You remember. (laughs) Uh, She said she ditched it under an overpass. All right. Um, Hmm. Suppose we can... uh, how well do you know the roads around here? Maybe a map? There's a good amount of roads. Do I have a... You know, you're in a... Not a major city, but a city. I'll stop at a gas station and get a... You know, one of those fold-out road maps. If I don't have a road atlas, but... And, you know, maybe that's a good idea. I could use the payphone and uh, start things with Professor McCloud. Okay, so you guys head over to a gas station... Uh, there is one attendant there in, you know, in the box in the center. Flickering lights above the overhang blink in the is darkness. Is there anything close to food? Because I know Heather was gone for some time. 
Uh, you don't see anything in there that looks like real food, but they have like candy bars and stuff. Grab her like a Snickers. I just eat that mushroom. <laughs> and that roadmap. Okay, so you grab yourself the roadmap. Uh, you're gonna use that, I guess, to try to find underpasses in the area. So yeah, any any um, you know like highways or major roads in the area that might have a number of underpasses, I could follow that and just get off every exit and go underneath and check it out and then get back on if it's not there. We could check a few. Okay. Um, but before that, I'm also going to use the payphone as well. Okay. Um, who wants to use the payphone first? Maybe after that. No, I'll wait till after that. Because it hasn't been very long. Well, two questions. Do I have coins in my pocket? We're going to say you have some quarters and dimes. Nice. And also, he looks back to you, Heather, and says, uh, do you have the keys still? Do you think she would have put them back in the purse after she ditched it? Or would she just leave them in the car? They're not in your purse. Okay. Though. You're not sure where they are, but they're not in your purse. Um, no, they're not here. I'm sorry. Shoot. We'll see what happens when we get there. If she wanted it stolen, she might have left Does Walter, there. by chance, have any spare keys to his car? It's never come up before, so I'm not sure. Walter's the kind of guy that would have a spare key, I would think. I think so, too, yeah. Um, any chance he would have normally carried that with him, or do you think that's something at no, home? No, I think that's what? something he would have at home, maybe in a candy dish. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. This is well. Uh, he crosses his fingers in the air and says, "Maybe they'll be with the car if we find it." Well, I better get to it. And he uh, walks to the phone. Okay. Uh, pop a dime in there, or actually, depends on where you're calling. I'm guessing somewhere in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's out of state, so at least Pennsylvania somewhere. All right. You can start by putting in fifty cents. Who are you calling? Professor McLeod. She gave you her personal number? I believe she did at one point. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think she did. I kind of remember that. All right, so you call Professor McLeod's house, and uh, after a couple rings, you hear, mm, yeah, hello. Uh, Rachel, this is... Uh this is Walter. I'm sorry to call you so late, but it's it's really important. Some some really really bad things have happened, and maybe something good, inadvertently. Okay, Wal oh, Walter, Walter, just slow down a second. Okay, I'm I'm just getting out of bed here. What's what's wrong? We know how many Ophidians are awake. We know three of them have assumed personalities, and we don't know who the others are, but. There's a lot more, and uh, we may all be in danger. He was, oh my God! Um, well, here, uh, where where are you? Well, we're in Delaware at the moment, um, but I uh, I do have a vehicle. For our safety, it's probably best to discuss this immediately, and I'd prefer to share it with you first than the others in the group. Okay, um, tell you what, I'll put on a pot of coffee. Why don't you come to my house? Remember where I lived in Rittenhouse Square? Yeah, of course, okay. All right, uh, apartment 403B. That sounds great. Um, it's, uh, it's a bit of a uh, tricky situation. Uh, somewhere in the nearby area, I hope my vehicle is, but uh, you know, as, I, as I'm talking this out, maybe I might have to ditch the vehicle and just get to you. So uh, we'll get to you as soon as we can and, I guess, ring your buzzer. Says, okay, yeah, uh, well, I'll see you in a little bit. And he hangs up. Were you there also? No, I probably walked back to the car to look at the map and give her that Snickers. In the meantime, I would have... Uh, gotcha, okay. Sat in the car and uh, just kind of casually said to uh, address Heather. So, um... Walter mentioned you were having trouble at your apartment. Why is that? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Wiping my tears, just like, Aww. um, I don't know what, like, what else is new? Like, 
my roommates started joining a play, and then the guy directing it was possessing all of them. And he was like a demon, and then she was possessed, and I don't know, just the usual. <laughs> you're, you're very excited right now. Is this in any way related to this uh, Yuki woman and Walter's professor friends? I don't think so. There wasn't much mention of anything that was like similar, but the play was like hard to read, so I don't I don't really know and I kind of skipped out before I could learn a ton about it. Mm. Mm. We'll come back to that. We could always try and find my old roommate. I did call to get her uh taken away to get help. <laughs> well, if this uh director is Possessing people, maybe. She's safer there. Maybe. Well, uh, there's only one way to find out if you want to see yeah, how she's I doing. Yeah, do. I forgot about that. What time is it right now? It's very late, right? And then we're also about to go look for mm-hmm. his car. I don't know if now's the time, but... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's past yeah. 11. I mean, you're a detective. Maybe you could look it up on your, like, special detective people... And see if you could find her. Did I call Byberry or did I call Friends Hospital? I'll, um. I think, I think it was Byberry. I think it was Byberry. Yeah, I believe I'll it was Byberry. I'll look into it. Uh, this was. Walter, come back to the car by then? Ginger, right? Ginger. Something or other? Fredrickson. Thank you. Krusty you can call her Krusty Bottoms. Krusty Bottoms. Mm <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got me right, so it sounds like you guys yeah. are all going in different directions right now. No, actually, that's why I asked if Walter made it back to the car. Okay, yes, Walter made it back. So he sits down, closes the door behind him, and kind of shakes off the cold and says, Hey, uh, you know, I think maybe I should just forget about the car for now. I, I hate to leave my baby out in the cold, <laughs> but I think we have more pressing matters. Your baby? The Pinto? <laughs> I already put out a... Uh... I'll be on the lookout for your vehicle, so... Uh, An APB well. on the Pinto? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a little more worried about our lives at the moment. Well, so back to Philly then. Yeah, let's, uh, let's head to the Rittenhouse area and... Uh, what's in Rittenhouse? Uh, Professor McLeod's address. Yeah. And I relay it to him. All right. Then let's go. All right, is that where you guys head to next? Sure. All right, so you drive up there, um, and we're going to say it's approaching midnight now. And you pull up, find a parking spot fairly easily. Uh, None of the meters are running right now. And get out, ring the buzzer for Raquel's apartment, and she brings you up. You head up this elevator there, and... You see that her door is already open as you walk down the hallway. Okay. Like a jar? All right. It's... Yeah, like a jar. Like there's a door stopper there. I kind of knock on it. She says, yeah, come in. And I do so. I say, uh, it's Heather and uh, this is Detective Thompson with me. Uh, he's He can be trusted. Ma'am. She says, uh... Walter, um, I guess I'm just going to go on your word here. Then she turns to Heather and goes, can he be trusted? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he just saved my life like 15 minutes ago, so he's cool. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Detective Thompson, nice to meet you. I um, hold my hand out. Okay, so you hold her hand out. She shakes your hand and she goes, Dr. Mikkel McLeod. Luke, Luke Thompson. Oh, Raquel. That's mm-hmm. right. I called her Rachel. Or Rachel. Dummy. Okay, that's what threw me off. My bad. <laughs> Duh. She gets it all the time. <laughs> it's like she didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She was sleepy, groggy, you know? That's true. That's true. There was a lot of waking up to do at the time. I was taking a lot of this at face value at first. All this stuff about snakes and hallucinogens just made me blame the hallucinogens, but, uh, you know, I didn't question it. Uh, what we just saw has no explanation. I mean, I don't, let alone the fire in the skin. Fire? What What did you see? 
Walter cuts in. He says, the lady who gave uh, Brightly the Black Lotus, the lady who grew it, uh, actually kidnapped or held Heather uh, bound in her sub-basement, from what she tells me. She turns to Heather and goes, oh my god, are you okay? I mean, I, ca- I guess. There were corpses in the walls where the mushrooms were growing. Mushrooms? Some kind of bioluminescent mushrooms. And then flowers growing opposite. I'm sorry, this is all a lot to take in. What bioluminescent mushrooms? What flower was it? Was it the black lotus? There were hundreds. Oh my god. Walter's even surprised by that too. He's like, hundreds? I want to say I reach in my purse and give her the mushroom, which I don't know if it's glowing at all now. No, it's no longer glowing. I wonder if that's safe to handle. Do you have like a, a bag we could put that in maybe? I don't. I'm not going to go look around her kitchen drawers, you know? <laughs> she goes, She goes. yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, she pulls out like a, uh, a Tupperware container. Ooh, do you have... Um, nice. Do you have larger ones of these? Like much larger. Says, uh, well, I have one that holds a quart. Is that big enough for a, like a, a skin suit and a snake? Did you, did you say court or no. corpse? Because it yeah. is very... Uh, forget it. I'll, uh, I'll yeah. deal with it then. Walter kind of cuts in again and says, uh, I'm not really sure where to start, but we found a journal. Uh, well, Heather found a journal, and it's in a different language. Uh, perhaps if you could read the language, we could get some answers uh, that way too. He says, uh, yeah, what language? Something Asian? Walter doesn't really know. Can I see the book? Yeah, then I hand it to her. There was a lot more. Walter was attacked. As you can tell, he's quite injured. Yeah. We should probably see to that soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that, actually. Crap. I could try and fix you. I have medicine. The woman was surrounded in some kind of flaming aura. Is that why you have the burn on your face there? Is that what that is? Exactly. She, she looks over at Walter, who was previously, uh, I guess, kind of hunkering his coat around him. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, he was probably hunched over a bit. I probably would have been a bit more raspy in the voice. She was inhumanly fast and, and strong, that woman. And that was before she turned into a snake. It's hard to believe. And tried to get away. Can I tell her, like, the stuff that she told me? Like, I mean, I can... Absolutely. I can read the whole thing, but I... Oh, man. No, you don't have to read the whole thing. Yeah. You fill her in on everything that she told you? Yeah. I probably tell her that they killed Lenny, which... I don't know if she really knew him that much. She just knew him from the seance. She met him, yeah. And then that's when he... Yeah, but he was there. Yeah, she met him. She says, yeah, your your friend that... Ran away? Uh, or limped away? The Ophidians got to him. They're securing positions of power throughout the city. We know of three already. Two that are notorious gangsters and one the head of police in Philadelphia. She's oh my god. Imagine what they could do with power like that. And where are the other four? Does she seem like legit? Like, to me still... Give me a psychology okay. roll. I don't trust her friends. So. Like, is she being like, sincere? She, yeah. 26. How long do I have? It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does sound good. Where is it? Oh, yeah. It's a... Uh, I have 51. It's almost a hard All pass. Right. But I would spend one if so that close. made a difference. Uh, I'm not going to say it's going to make a difference in this case. She seems like she is being sincere. Legitimately sincere. Raquel, there's two things I think I should mention. Um, it, well, wait a minute. Actually, out of character. In the stuff that Heather told her, did she mention the part where she was basically pumped for information i was wondering that do do i remember that because that's when they blew the dust do i remember anything about that or is it just dust and then i wake up it's dust and then you remember like terrible hallucinations but that's about it so i don't know that i like spilled the beans about everything that i know 
Uh, not really, no. You remember these horrible visions uh, inquisiting okay. you. Okay, in that case, then, he would only have one thing to say to her. That being that, um, Raquel, I, I think we need to share this with the others, but I don't know that we can trust them. That's kind of why I came to you first, because I do trust you. I understand why you don't trust the others. After all, they didn't fill you in on everything, did they? But with this news, as much as I hate to do it, I think we have to talk to Brightly about this. I think we should tell everybody. Even if it's just to gauge his reaction, to see if he can be trusted, and or if there's more that he knows that he's not letting on to. What if he's one? I would like to meet this Brightly, but I feel like somebody in your group must be involved with this Yuki woman, and perhaps her group. She knew him. She told me that she knew him. Really? Interesting. Yeah. He had to get the flower from somewhere, I suppose. When I said, do you still have his number? She's like, oh, I should, but I, I don't know where I put it. And she knew his name right away when I said that I worked for him. Hmm. That's right. She and did. Between the mushroom and the body... I think uh, Freeman should also take a look at the body of the snake and Yuki's cast-off skin, he says questioningly. She says, that sounds absolutely horrible. But, yeah, I, maybe Freeman would have something to say about it. Uh, if only we knew they could be trusted 100%. That guy's so shady. Well, listen, I don't trust Brightly, but I do trust that he does want to end this, but I don't think they'll be able to deny some of the evidence we have at this point. I think this might shake things up a bit, but, you know, we're kind of running out of time, and we know some very specific things now about uh, how many there are, and uh, I don't know. I think everybody should know, really. Says, yeah. Hold on. I'm gonna call a meeting. Give me a second. And she goes to the... The Magus phone? Magus <laughs> phone? <laughs> she lights up in the sky the Magus 5 symbol. <laughs> High five! Nice. But you see her make a couple phone calls. Uh, she's actually fairly brief with them. And she, you just hear her say, Yeah, it's Raquel. I have some horrible news to share. It's about the Ophidians. Come to my apartment. Oh. Girl, you got a gun? Shit's getting real. You got a couple of trash bags? I gotta run down to the car. She says, yeah, yeah. And she hands you some black trash bags. I'll be back up at a few. You need any help? Uh, no. In fact, you should probably get some rest, Walter. Maybe uh, we should clean that up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And she says, Walter, oh my god, um... I think I have some antibiotic ointment in my uh, medicine cabinet. Let me go get that. Uh, I think I have some gauze, too. And with that, uh, you see Walter takes a moment to look down at his wound, and suddenly it kind of kicks in that he's probably been running off adrenaline this whole time. And mm -hmm. he says, uh, y yeah, maybe I, should, uh, maybe I should sit down a little bit and kind of staggers on his way to the couch. And yeah, and then you start noticing that with every movement of your shoulders or arms or core... Uh, you can feel this burn kind of move around, and then it, it hurts every time it moves. Do you have Tylenol, too? Oh, can you grab him some Tylenol? He begins to take off all this burnt, ruined clothing on his upper half. Okay. All right, so you take oh, that. It's stuck in the... Uh, Ooh. He's like, yeah, it would be. Heather, Heather, just pull it off quick. Like a bandage, just rip it. Mm. I can't. Uh, he closes his okay. eyes and braces himself. I don't... All right, Heather. I don't know. Okay. Should I roll first aid first so I know to You don't have to do roll that? anything. Okay, I'm just going to rip it off. Oh, but clean it and bandage it, though. Yeah. So you rip off the shirt, and when you do, uh, Walter gives a little, little yelp of mm -hmm. pain. Sorry. And <sighs> you, can see, you can see around the edges of the burn, uh, fresh blood start Ooh, to pool. I'm going to get a wet rag. Shit. Ugh. Right, so, I didn't know it was this bad until now. Yeah. Uh, 
And Raquel comes back Ugh. with some antibiotic ointment and some bandages you see her with. And she goes, oh, my God, that's way worse than I thought it was. Here, come to the bathroom. And uh, she directs you to the bathroom and tells you to get in the shower and try to wash yourself off. He looks in the mirror first and he's like, oh, my God. Ugh. You can see, yeah, you can t- totally see, like, the edges of it are charged black where the shirt didn't rip off any of the scab. Hmm. Uh, let's start with cool water. He t- reaches a hand in there to test it first. So you start off with some cool water. You clean off the wound, and then she puts. She has some gauze wrap that she puts all around your, uh, you know, torso. She says, "There, I, I think you really need to go to a hospital, actually. But I mean, this will do for now, I suppose." He kind of coughs up a little blood. Maybe he's like, "I think you're right." But uh, there's other things to do first. <laughs> I brought you some new skin, Walter. Oh, <laughs> just kind of flap the bags down just, on the floor. Just by get the... in this outfit. No. Say, um, no. Wait till later to show them this, I guess. Uh, Walter looks in the bags, though. I mean, are, is it is it still as we left it? She didn't change again or anything, did she? No, but you look in the bag and you see that the snake is still, I mean, dead. It's still a snake. That's all I was thinking. Yeah, that is still a snake. And the husk of Yuki looks like it's uh, becoming brittle. Oh, like crunchy? Mm. Yeah. Maybe we should take this out, lay it out, cover it until for the reveal instead of leaving it in here. Do you have a humidifier? Put it near like a... (laughs) (laughs) I don't even want to know what that would smell like. <laughs> a pot of boiling water near it. Mm. Oh. Uh, you don't actually suggest that, do you? No. That's... Okay. <laughs> All right. So do you try to unroll the skin? Uh, you know what I was thinking? Given his, uh, his restoration knowledge, I think he thinks it's best to just place it on the, ca- on the table carefully and slice the top of the bag so that it can just be peeled back and the skin not yeah. disturbed. Okay. Well. He suggests that out loud. Maybe not do it now, but you know, says it out loud so that others can chime in, particularly Raquel, if she doesn't want that to be the case. He says that way we could just easily put it back into another uncut bag when the time comes. Sounds fine. Hmm. Uh, what uh, what you got in the bags there? I have a look. This is what Yuki turned into. Okay, so she looks in the one bag. She goes, "Oh my God! Whoa, what the hell is that?" Well, sanity. <laughs> Which one did she look into? <laughs> she looked into the one that had the snake in it. Oh, uh, okay. Just wait till bag number two. That's Yuki. She goes, "What?" She shed her skin and slithered away when we confronted her. What is going on? And she opens up the other bag and goes, Oh my god! This is... This is more horrible than I imagined it to be! That's... That's what she turned into. I tried to run her over with a... And... She's gonna get a sanity roll. She better. Yeah. Oh no. Uh... 22 does the trick. Alright, so she's good. Uh, uh... But she does give, you know... Uh, shocked response there obviously just imagine what happened to the others who are already having their identities assumed and he kind of shudders in disgust well uh, we know they have to eat them to copy them but I don't think that this and she opens up the bag that has the uh, disemboweled snake in it something else entirely no she she said there were seven yes she said she didn't say she was. She says she was part of the dwindling lineage of people who worked for them, so I don't think she was one, but maybe... She said one was coming, though. To kill me? Oh, that's right. We know the names of two oh, of them, yeah. don't we? What'd you say they were, Heather? Hold on. Snickle Fritz and... Pigfred? <laughs> Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> Mr. Whiskers and Cinnamon Bun. Cinnamon bun. Murdoch and Higfrit. Um, Raquel, you know... Murdoch and Higfrit, yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, I bet you uh, the means that she used to, uh, you know, take this form, maybe they could be found in the journal? 
Yeah. He raises an eyebrow skeptically. Yeah, what's up with that anyway? Is it Korean? Let me see it. Yeah, she looks at it. She looks through the book. Uh, and she says, huh, it's Korean. And she starts paging through it a little bit. She goes, I learned Korean when I was 12. Jesus. Walter thinks to himself that that's totally hot. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she would know uh, everything. She's looking through it and she says to you, she says, this is a book from one of the members of the cult of Yig. She says, yeah, it mentions the Ophidians. And she keeps reading through it a little bit, paging through it, and she says, oh, there appears to be some magic in this book. Uh, He looks to Thompson. Luke, uh, I know you're new to a lot of this, but uh, from here on out, you are definitely going to see some things that you have not seen before. Just prepare yourself. I saw a flaming woman beat the crap out of us, and then she turned into an empty sack of skin and a snake I can't see how I'd be any more surprised <laughs> hmm. you will well, be I'll bet you ten bucks you're wrong Heather you turn around you see Raquel look like she's starting to crumble and turn in on herself what? what? wait what did you say? she falls to the floor in what looks like a pile of laundry but skin Heather you see a snake start to go out her body and through the kitchen. It looks like it's trying to get down the drain. It looks very similar to the snake that's dead in the bag. Walter, you don't see anything. No, 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 no. And I try to, uh, hmm. I just start screaming, oh my God. And I try to, so her body just collapses, you're saying. Yeah. Her, the same like a pile thing of is happening. Okay. Give me a sanity roll. Okay. <laughs> I might need one in real life. <laughs> yeah, that totally... That totally took me off guard. Same. Ooh, not good. Um, 82. 82. Heather? That is six sanity loss. Wow. Ooh. All right, so more than five, so you have to give me an intelligence roll. And you want to fail the intelligence roll. Oh, man. All right, I want to So, okay. Walter and Thompson, you see Heather start screaming, and she's looking, pointing at the sink in the kitchen. What's that? I did not. You failed. You did not fail. All right. All right, so she starts saying, the snake, the snake. Oh, my God, what happened to Raquel? Oh, shit. You guys don't see any of this stuff. Can I try to put the skins back together? Hold her up. All right, so you start to go to Raquel, and you're touching her. What you what you guys see is Heather touching Raquel's legs and putting her hands up her legs, and Raquel's trying to knock her hands down. <laughs> Heather, you start to succeed in getting this pile of skin up. Okay. It starts to come. It starts to come up to a almost the full stance of Raquel, okay. and then it flops down again. But this time, it reveals a large snake-like person. Um, It's got big fangs. It hisses at you. Uh, You can see this serpentine figure, but it has arms, legs, uh, an arched back, almost like a person. But it hisses at you. And give me another sanity roll. Wait a minute. So they just see Raquel still? Yeah. I'm kind of standing around speechless. Heather, what are you doing? It's so bad. 96. That's a crit fail. You are going to lose another six uh, sanity points. I thought crit was only 99. (laughs) No, crit's 95 through 100. Oh my god. Unless your skill's over 50. But I don't know how it works with other stuff. Right? Uh, Let me look that up real quick. Let me see that roll. Uh, That might make a difference. Thank you. Help me. (laughs) I just gotta put the skins back on top of each other. All I can picture is you like pulling her clothes up and she's just trying to keep you from like showing us everyone her underwear. (laughs) (laughs) I thought. You're just like pulling up on her, you know, her her robe or some shit from the bottom. I'm just like basically like giving her a wedgie like, it's okay, it's okay, you're okay, you're okay, this is fine. 
it doesn't say anything special about the rules for sanity. So I am just going to go with the same rules. Did you have over 50 sanity, though? I did not. Mm. <laughs> Wait, is that worse, sir? Well, it's just still a crit fail. There was a chance that it wasn't. Yeah. No. Yeah, if, if your sanity was over 50. Initially, I had 42, then I lost six, and then I lost mm. another six. So mm, I have yeah. 30 now. Oh, wow. That's not a lucky number. That's a Lenny number. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heather, this is too much for you. You sprint out of here. And you guys see Heather start to run out the door. What? Wait. She um, runs down the hallway. She starts hitting the button for the elevator and screaming. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I go after her. Okay. Thompson runs after her. You see her, again, just at that elevator. I don't know that Walter really can pursue, let alone give much of a fight. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. I might have to sit this one out. I try yeah. to, like, cautiously approach her, but close enough to where if the door opened, I could... Well, I guess, you know, I'll get close. You guys have to get okay. away from her. You're going to collapse. You're going to turn into down. a snake. Listen. <laughs> and uh, you see Detective Thompson coming towards you. He looks normal to you, though. What do you, what do you say to her there, Thompson? I say, um, I said, calm down. You know, you're fine for now. We're trying to stop this. We can't have you losing it now. Relax. And I try to get a little closer and put a hand on her shoulder or something. Okay. See if I can calm so, her down. I don't know. Heather, you can give me another sanity roll. All right. Mm -hmm. This will be to see through the delusion. Okay. And I have, right. to, I have to do good. You have to do good. Good. Easy. Mm -mm. Freaking out now is not going to help anything. Come on. Oh my god, it's so fucking bad. Uh, it's not a crit, but it's 83. You don't lose any additional sanity. There hasn't been additional horrors uh, introduced yet. Mm. But Thompson tells you to calm down a little bit. And then you look over your shoulder, over his shoulder, and you see Professor McLeod stick her head out the doorway. And she goes, is everything okay? Heather, how are you? And you, you see and hear her. Okay. Like normal. Like normal. You were, you were, you were crumbled. Listen. You were crumbled and a snake, a giant that, snake came out. She goes, no. The firewoman dosed you with something. You admitted it yourself. Lenny told me all about this as well. Kept coming back. You're gonna be fine. Come back inside, relax, maybe take a nap. Do not right. run into the night like Lenny did. Maybe you're right. Lenny's things did come back and forth. All right. All right, so Heather, you've calmed down a little bit. Uh, thinking back to how Lenny kind of started going crazy and his delusions. And now you know it's kind of happening to you. Can I grab Raquel's arm? I just want to see if she's real. I just grab she her arm. She is real. Yeah, she feels fine to you. She says, Heather, it's okay. It's okay. She puts her hand on your hand as you're squeezing her. And she pats it. And she goes, here, come on inside. Uh, maybe you should take a nap. And as you guys are starting to turn around, you hear the elevator go ding. It opens up. And in the elevator is Professor Brightly, Tom Winklespect, and Willis Freeman. Damn. Rolling deep. They all got here at the same time. Why do it like this is so like picturesque to me? This is so movie. It's just like, boom, squad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And uh, they step off the elevator and they go, oh, Raquel. Uh, nice to see you. What is the meaning of this meeting? Just follow us inside. Come on, right now. Uh, there's a lot to tell you. I kind of nod and let them walk past me and walk in the back. You got some of them up. Trail them from behind? Mm-hmm. Try to figure out who's who from what I've been told. Well, the oldest of the three guys there looks like uh, a shorter dude with a very well-groomed beard. Uh, he appears to be the oldest of the three of them, but still in pretty good shape. The last guy that you follow behind is extremely tall. He actually has to duck a little bit to get into Raquel's apartment. I think.
think um and you see the first guy that came off the elevator uh, he has a large like romanesque nose very slender build doesn't exactly look like a fighter of any sort mm-hmm okay and uh you guys gather around in raquel's apartment and brightly stands while uh willis freeman and tom winklespeck take seats in a large brown uh cushy leather couch you guys can are, can have a seat are you standing what are you doing i think walter stands up and uh gives a you know a nod to him tom squints his eyes a little bit willis brightly mm-hmm. doesn't even say his first name <laughs> i want to stand as far away against the wall near a doorway like i'm in the room but i'm ready to go suppose i'd go to the table with the bags on it um kind of nod to them let's say uh detective luke thompson nice to meet you gentlemen the uh, three of them nod at you, and Brightly says, Nice to meet you, Detective. Um, have you gotten in over your head here? Who's he asking? The, the, the detective? Yeah, he's asking Thompson. Do I know him? Have I met him? No. No? He's just asking you if... He, you're, you're obviously involved with some of this yeah. stuff that's going on here. Punch him. So he just wanted to oh. ask you if you're in over your head. Might appear so, but uh, still piecing that out. He says to Raquel, Now, what is this meeting regarding? And she tells him about the Ophidians. She tells him about everything that you guys have told her so far. Does does she mention Yuki at all? She does mention Yuki. And give me a psychology role, Detective Thompson. Yeah, I would like to see how he responds to that. And if not, I might push him about it. Um, psychology. That's 46 out of my 40. I only got like 19 luck, but I'm going to spend the six. I want to mark it off. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> addicted to marking things off? What if it goes up? Level up, yeah. baby. So... Thompson, when the as she's rattling off everything that's happened uh, to Heather, um, and that you and Walter and Heather have combined seen and heard, uh, you when she brings up the Yuki woman in Delaware, you see a tiny bead of sweat on his hairline, mm-hmm. and it trickles down a little bit, and he just kind of takes out a handkerchief from his pocket and just dabs it a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Reminds me of Total Recall. Do I do like a big reveal? All right, yeah, so I um, open the bag. Okay, Brightly does say, Oh, well, if everything is true, do you have any evidence of this? I say, um, well, surely you remember Yuki, right? And I open the bag. Oh, the skin first. <laughs> and he looks absolutely horrified. Let's give him a sanity roll. It's time to see what the Magus Five is made of. That's the part where the entire Magus Five just fist fights. Ooh, that's a fail. Maybe he got in above his head. I bet there ain't a handful of guts in the whole lot of you. And that's three. S- <laughs> okay, so he loses a little sanity. Uh, you hear he goes. He goes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, clutches his pearls. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then he calms down. He composes himself a little bit. And uh, he says, "Well, it must be true what they said then." Walter raises an eyebrow. What would that be? That full members of the cult of Yig have this ability to shed the skin and get away in some sort of form of snake. And then I dump the other bag on the table. (laughs) All right. I don't think Yuki will be selling those black lotuses anymore. Well, you've learned a lot, I see. Perhaps it's time I filled you in on a little bit more. And he pulls up his pant leg and pulls down a burgundy business sock 
Reach and Heather, you see the same tattoo mm -mm. on his leg oh. that you saw mm -mm. on Yuki's arm. Mm -mm. And we're going to end the episode there. No. Fucking snake lover. I told you. That dude's a fucking snake. I knew it. All right. Fucking coil cuddler. Coil cuddler. Oh, Walter was wrong. I so wanted him to actually be against the Ophidians. He had to be. One of them had to be. I was thinking maybe we were being misled, but you're gonna get a like M Night Shyamalan I don't know. twist, I and it wasn't like him. It was Winkle actually Raquel. Ain't up to no good, I thought that too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I'm a snake. <laughs> well, was, I'm a snake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a email to read uh, that got sent it to us. Uh, you nice. can email it us at uh, thatcthulujohn at gmail. Um, this one's from, okay, well, let me read it first. It says, guys, I love your podcast. There's nothing better than Jenny's creative weekly greetings, farts in the mail, or just thinking about Lenny covered in oil. And hey, how about that Magus 5? I smell a spinoff. What a great way to get more of that Tom Winkle specs on the air. Who could that have it been? Says, he says, it says, keep up the good work, signed Keith, I mean anonymous. Okay. Anonymous, like anonymous, Ooh. like they're, you think they're listening? And uh, just oh, they're gonna cancel us. Hey, just to <laughs> just to throw it out there, uh, if anyone else wants to write us an email, let us know what we're doing right. Let us know how you would have handled any sort of situation as a player or a keeper. Uh, any tips that you have for me be appreciated. We love to know when people think we should have punched brightly in the face. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. And on that note, everyone, I'm going to say that sanity is overrated. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Good night. Peace. That was a really good email. All right. Thank you for um, that conspiracy, John. Thank you for joining Listen, us. I, I could be the in moon. a cult so easy. Like, the moon? What's so up with that? Easily. I'm just saying, I used to be like 100% definitely the moon landing happened. And now you think you, you could be now in a cult like, really easy. Now, now I'm like 80-20. Wait, for, for or against? 80 that it did happen. Okay. 20. What is making you doubt that it happened? Mm-hmm. It That's what I want to know. It doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to do much for my case, but lots of TikTok videos. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing. And if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at thatcthulujohn.com with any comments. And you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulujohn.com. 